good morning. I'm talking with the superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools, Ed Graff. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Emily. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you as always. So let's talk about graduation and how graduation will unfold. Well, as you're aware, you know, with this pandemic, it's really required us to reconsider how we're um, engaging with our our students and families and with the social distancing uh, restrictions. We've had to take a look at our graduation ceremonies. Um, And I I will start by saying that, you know, this has been a really difficult time for all of our students and families. You know, this time of year, we have a number of celebrations and recognitions that are occurring. And because of where we are, the state of things, um, we're having to review our graduation ceremonies. And uh, with that, we're going to be moving toward a virtual graduation. Um, So I think there's uh, obviously some bittersweet uh, feelings around this. It's a time of celebration, but it's not going to be the the face-to-face, in-person kind of celebration we've had in the past. We are looking at our graduations being streamed live, and they'll be at their originally scheduled dates and times. Our ceremonies will have both a live and pre-recorded elements for that. Uh, For example, the keynote speaker and the valedictorian speeches um, in many cases will be live, and in other cases we'll have some recorded elements of it because we've got 12 different uh, graduation ceremonies that are happening in Minneapolis public schools. But we'll have we'll have it available, you know, Facebook Live broadcast on our channel 15 and have recordings that, that will be there for families and friends. They can watch later if they, they can't make the, the designated time for this. But my hope is that, you know, everyone uh, does join us in celebrating and a- acknowledging the outstanding accomplishments of our seniors. Uh, this, this is a significant milestone for them. And we want to make sure that uh, they find a way to, to celebrate and recognize all the memories and uh, the work that they've done in this huge milestone in their life. Another milestone coming up with summer school, in a sense, right? So what, uh, do you have any sense for what that's going to look like? Well, again, we're, we're continuing with this uh, approach to distance learning. Um, it's not our preferred method, obviously. You know, we feel like our students and families um, uh, really appreciate the, the face-to-face connection when uh, you're talking about learning or just supporting students in general. Um, but, you know, first and foremost is the safety and well-being of our, our students and our staff. And so um, considering our public health situation, we're going to have to take a look at summer school being provided in a distance learning model. And so we are looking at that taking place um, around June 15th through July 23rd. And so we're still in the, in the initial phases of developing those experiences for our students. But, you know, we, we typically educate around 2,000 students over summer school um, in, the, in our Minneapolis public schools. Um, so we're, we're just having to revise what that will look like. And there are a lot of opportunities for us to re-engage students um, through the work that they've covered in the fourth quarter. Um, So we'll be looking to do that with our pre-K through eighth grade students, you know, uh, as kind of the fourth quarter Hmm. 2.0. And then for our nine through 12 students, really looking at credit recovery, uh, an opportunity for those students who perhaps were not successful in a portion of their, their schooling this year, giving them a chance to readdress that credit recovery model in a distance learning program. So on May 12th, the school board is set to vote on the proposed comprehensive district design known as CDD. So can you tell me if life under COVID-19 has changed anything about the vision of CDD? I think the biggest challenges related to our our COVID response illustrate why the CDD is necessary and why we can't wait. You know, we, we, we know that 
Um, there's so many elements of this comprehensive district design that are requiring decisions to be made. It's connected to our career technical education plan. It's connected to our budget. It's connected to professional development. It's connected to our capital plan. So these are all decisions that have to be made. And uh, the idea behind the comprehensive district design is that being able to put those all together into one space uh, further aligns them so that we can, you know, really truly get the benefit of uh, resource alignment. So, you know, regarding what uh, COVID-19 has done in this work, um, I think we've recognized that we have significant gaps and they've been uh, there present for a while and, and certainly seeing that more um, prevalent with this pandemic. We see it with our, our inequities around connectivity, um, our inequities around foods and needs that families might have, you know, mental health needs, um, childcare needs. Uh, so all of these things um, have kind of further reinforced our need to do better for our students. And we believe that the comprehensive district design will support that. And I will just say, I'm very proud of the work that our educators, our administrators, and all of our staff members have done to come together to, to transform how we're delivering instruction uh, while supporting those other critical student and family needs, as I mentioned already. Final thoughts before we have to say goodbye today. Just want to say thank you again to everyone for your support and making sure that we're doing what we can to address the needs of our students, families, uh, as well as our staff uh, who are so instrumental in, in providing the support that um, is needed during this challenging time. Minneapolis Public Schools Superintendent Ed Graff, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thank you, Emily. Have a great day.